Welcome to Season 2 of Between Two Blue Devils. I'm Mark Horner, your host, and this is a podcast featuring teachers, administrators, alumni, and community members of the beautiful city of Talmadge, Ohio. This podcast is about stories, their stories, the stories of people who love kids, love their city, and love the pursuit of education. Thanks for listening, and be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. And while you're at it, feel free to share the podcast with a friend, tweet it out, post it on Facebook, snap it out, be sure to leave a review. And now without further ado, I bring you season two. Kick back, grab a cup of coffee from Crimson Cup, and enjoy getting to know some of the amazing people who love Talmadge and love our kids. Well, welcome back between two Blue Devil listeners. I am super, super excited because today I get to interview, honestly, the guest of all my guests, the one I love the most. I'm interviewing my niece, Kayla Ricker. And let me just tell you how this originated. Uh, Kayla's got some very unique giftings and she and I were talking at her 21st birthday about this gift that she has. She is an artist and she's going to tell us all about it. And I said, you know what, Kayla, I need a new picture for my podcast. Would you be interested in drawing something up? And you're going to see, I'm going to drop that picture with this episode. It is the perfect picture for this episode and this podcast. And I said, if you draw something up, Kayla, I'm going to interview the artist because you have a gift and I want to share that gift with the world. So if you could do me a favor, all of you out there in podcast land, put your hands together and welcome my very special niece, Kayla Ricker. Kayla, welcome to the show. Hi, how's it going? <laughs> podcast land. <laughs> yeah. it's, this is weird, isn't it? Because what you're, you're actually looking just at me, but there are going to be some people all over the place that will be lit. Guess what? I actually had a somebody listen over in Ireland. How about that? Oh, boy. Yeah. Ireland, top yeah. of the morning to you. <laughs> so, Kayla, thank you for uh, joining me today. Mm-hmm. I am, I'm super excited to have you. Kayla, tell us a little bit about who Kayla Ricker is. Well, my name is Kayla. I'm 21 years old, and I really like cartooning and music and writing and I don't know just I really like doing creative stuff most of the time let me ask you this Kayla because you have always always been an artist what's the earliest age that you can recall drawing something or loving to sing I was started drawing at age three and I probably sung when I was a baby. <laughs> Honestly, I can't remember. <laughs> I'm not sure your mom would call that music. I think it went something like, <laughs> lots of screaming. Right? No, no, no. I was not a screamer at all. You weren't? No, I was more of a talker. I was the quiet but deadly one. I would always get away. <laughs> I remember that one time. I just, we were at our old house and I just, I just ran into the street. <laughs> and one of the neighbors had to come and get me. And For real? Yes. <laughs> Did you get in trouble? I don't know. I can't remember. I was yeah. like a toddler. But you were, yeah, but you were, you're, so yeah, that's interesting. I didn't know that story. Mm. You like to push the boundaries a little bit, huh? Yeah, but not, since I got over, not older. Since <laughs> I got older, not so much. Well, well, that's, that's what happens as you get older. Your frontal lobe develops and you start making better choices most of the time, right? I start getting smarter. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You either learn from experience 
or you learn from other people's experience. So, you know, I, you, I, ha I remember you always have had a sketch pad with you. Mm -hmm. Every time you've come over for a birthday party or a celebration of some sort or a family gathering or just to swim at Nana's house, you have had a sketch pad. Everywhere I went, everywhere I go, I keep it with me just in case I get really inspired to draw something and I'm like, oh, I gotta get this down real quick before I forget. Well, what, what inspires you? Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Well, lots of TV shows, movies, books, my dreams. My biggest inspiration is my dreams because sometimes I dream something and I'm like, oh, that would be such a cool idea. So I write it down before I forget. I mean, even my dreams give me ideas for like books, movies, TV shows, TV show finales, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. So you're actually, you know, in this, this pursuit of becoming an artist, you're thinking not only about drawing cartoon figures, but you've been thinking about like TV shows and different stories and writing books or? Uh, correct. When I was younger, I used to do fan art for my favorite TV shows. I don't do that much anymore because, you know, I just like drawing my original characters and <laughs> getting them to do what I want to do. Getting them to go on adventures and all that other stuff. I mean, that's all I could really say because, you know, they're my characters and all these adventures they have, they're just really cool to me. That That is cool. I, you know what, when you talk about dreams and, you know, in my psychology class, we talk about dreams and it's it's hard really to to talk to somebody about a dream or to actually describe it because when you're dreaming, it it's just really weird, isn't it? It's bizarre. Mm -hmm. But you have this unique gift where you can take your dream and then draw it out and put a picture to what it is that you're dreaming. I think that's pretty amazing. Oh yeah, I think the biggest inspiration I had from one of my dreams was the idea of a log cabin inside an isolated wood and I just thought, that would be a great idea for a book. So I actually dreamt two dreams, two separate dreams, and combined them into one book. You, you want to hear it? You want to yeah, hear what it's yeah, about? Yeah, tell us about it. All right. Well, it's about a girl who suffers from depression. She goes to summer camp, and she meets three other girls. Then on a hike, she discovers this bush, and this bush led to a different world full of cartoon characters that everyone knows and loves. But it turns out that you can't tell anyone this world because... You know, those crazy fanatics who always want to get them and be like, Oh, I love you so much! <laughs> so they have to keep this a secret and then they meet all these other cartoon characters. And it turns out that this world is connected through happiness. Hmm. And that sadness can actually tear it apart. Okay. I don't know, you, you gotta read the book. But it's a really inspiring story. I'm, I wrote it about a couple of years ago, actually. Wow. Well, you know what, I I, I want to, I, I love this because I, I think, first of all, you're, you talk about the issue of depression, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of our audience members have, have dealt with, with issues of depression. Uh, and it's a pretty common problem right now, especially with COVID and kind of working our way through. Uh, and so in your story, these three girls, do they find, when they, when they enter into this new world, does it help with their, their depression then? or? Well, yeah, actually the the protagonist just has depression, but through her friends okay. and the people she meets in the cartoon world, then she learns that she's not alone because her depression started when her parents died and then she had to go to a rehab center, but she didn't have any friends. So she dealt with loneliness and depression. And 
I don't want to give any spoilers, so you're just going to have to read the book to find out. But you will find cartoon characters that you actually know in the book because, you know, I bet there's all kinds of books that guest star cartoon characters that are actually real, like um, Looney Tunes characters and uh, SpongeBob SquarePants. There you go. Everybody loves some SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah, I mean, I didn't start watching SpongeBob until like later, but <laughs> he's just really funny. Yeah. I love his eccentric, happy-go-lucky attitude, and the reason I watch SpongeBob is because of that attitude. And I even based the character off of him. Yeah. Wow. So he inspired you. SpongeBob inspired you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's really neat. All all artists, no matter, or anybody who's passionate in what they do, they seek inspiration from those who kind of blazed the trail before them, right? And it sounds like these artists and these uh, cartoons have inspired you. Who would you say would be, if I were to ask you to pick Two people in the world of art or cartooning or anything, who would you say would be two big inspirations to you? Like oh, the artists themselves. Boy, that's difficult. Well... Are there more than two? There are three. three. Well, then share three. Well, then four, actually. I meant... I'll let you give us four. Okay. You can actually give us as many as you want. Okay, goody. Well, there's four in the animation and cartoon world that really inspired me. One is Tom Bancroft. He was the first animator I've ever met back in 2018, I okay. think. I was visiting Lipscomb and the animation department, and his art is amazing. He's got two books. One is the character designer, and then there's character mentor, where you get to look through the eyes of Tom Bancroft and see all the work he's done. Yeah. See how he develops characters and puts them in a story. He's, like, really good. Wow. He did art for, he directed, well, I'm not sure if he directed, but he animated Mushu from Mulan. Okay. His brother, Tony Bancroft, actually directed Mulan. Wait, I think. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. But they're both connected to the movie somehow, huh? Yep, they both are connected to the movie. Tom Bancroft is actually a supervising animator for the new TV series, The Dead Sea Squirrels. Well, actually, it's almost out. They're developing a pilot series right now but really? it's based off the book series created by one of my other inspirations mike naraki or you may know him as larry the cucumber the guy who's <laughs> singing oh where is my hairbrush and all that other stuff <laughs> i love that song that is the best song that's like you know that's the one i remember you know when the kids kelsey and noah would watch the veggie tales that's the song i would always remember and sing along with them uh, my favorite one is the Song of the Cebu. I don't know why. It just has that cool beat. I might have to find that YouTube link and connect it on the podcast in the, in the notes. <laughs> yeah. Well, make sure you also connect Mike Naraki because he is amazing. He's so funny. He's so nice. I've met him twice. and He's, he's so cool. He and Phil Vischer, who voiced Bob the Tomato, if you uh -huh. didn't know. They're both my greatest inspirations. And um, Mike Naraki and Phil Vischer, if you're listening to this, I just want to say you guys are my greatest heroes. I probably wouldn't be able to say it in person because I'd be way too shy to. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you'd be a bit of a fangirl at that I, point, be, right? I'll be probably like, oh, 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 you oh, oh, oh. Would it be like the, the, the women who first saw the Beatles when they came over and they started crying and they just couldn't contain? Is that the kind of response we would be dealing with? 
Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I am pretty reserved. I don't scream when I see c- celebrities. I just, I am speechless. But the thing <laughs> is, celebrities to me, they're not necessarily the same as to some people. Like to some people, celebrities involve movie actors, uh, fashion models, the music stars. But to me, my celebrities tend to be animators and voice actors from VeggieTales and other people from VeggieTales. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> like, I was speechless. But then I was, as soon as I, you know, settled in, then I got to talk to, you know, Mike Naraki. I haven't met Phil Vischer yet, but I would totally love to. That That is that is super cool. And, and so, did you draw a lot of the VeggieTale characters when you first started off as an artist? Yes, I did. I drew them all the time when I was three. On the wall. <laughs> oh, on the wall? Yeah, it was at our old... <laughs> With permanent marker? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was at our old house. I drew Bob and Larry on the wall. If only we would have framed it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yeah, that would have been a great piece to have, you know, years down the road when you become this very famous animator, kind of like those pictures from, you know, Mickey Mouse in the early days or something. Oh, yeah, I could take, if nobody lived in that house, I could take Phil Vischer and Magna Rocky and go over there and say, hey, this is the picture of Bob and Larry I drew on the wall when it, I was three. It's where it began. <laughs> it, this is where my artistic career started. That's... So, yeah, when I got older, VeggieTales just became, it was really fun, and they came out with a series called VeggieTales in the House that nobody... They redesigned their characters that no one really liked, but then I took a quick look and I was like, wait a second, why does that style look so familiar? So, during the series, I saw this 2D graphic on an arcade machine. I think the episode was called Arcade Showdown, I think. Okay. So when you watch it and you see Bob go into the um, the burger joint with the arcade, look at the 2D graphic and it looks almost like my characters. I... I had to do a comparison, so I took one of my characters that sound just, I mean, not sound, but looks like it, uh-huh. and then I compared it to the graphic, and I was blown away. I was wow. like, what? This looks just like my art. <laughs> so the VeggieTales in the House series was kind of, their design was kind of what inspired my design okay. for TV series in the first place. So, that's, yeah. that's pretty cool. You know, it's it's neat to hear how they inspired you uh, and how they their art and their gifting has spurred you on to work on your gift, or I like to, you know, work on your craft, right? That's what we talk about when somebody wants to get really good at something, it's their craft. It's something that becomes part of them, and they're pursuing greatness in that area. And I know you spend hours and hours drawing and creating. How many hours during the day do you think you spend, you know, just practicing and working on your craft? Um, about usually it's pretty it's pretty fast processed about like probably one sometimes if i'm making a really good painting it takes three hours okay i just remember i can remember us having like marathon family get-togethers at nana's house and you would draw like for four or five hours just straight while your brother was out shooting baskets right mm-hmm. you're drawing and you're working on on your craft and it's it's beautiful and i know that uh through high school you you drew a lot, but now you're in college. Oh, yeah. What are you doing in college? Where do you go and what are you studying? I go to Stark State College in Canton. Uh, my major is 3D motion graphics and technology, and I'm pretty much working on getting a little bit of an animation degree. Okay. <laughs>
What's college been like for you? Uh, <clears throat> pretty hard at first, but I, I've kind of been getting used to it. It's still not easy to go in the classes, but, you know, it's when I keep my sketchbook by my side and my mom is right outside, yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't feel that nervous. But sometimes it can be pretty fun to learn all the different stuff. Like, for example, my art has been getting a lot better ever since I took graphic design one. Okay. I'm taking graphic design two right now, but all the stuff I'm learning is so cool hmm. that you get to see all kinds of cool stuff like by the time i'm done with this semester my art will be even better than ever <laughs> look at you just constantly growing i love it i love it so when you go like i know uh, a good chunk of your classes are online right but mm -hmm. then you sometimes do go visit campus and and you mentioned that it sometimes it's a little bit of a struggle why why is it a struggle for you to uh, to go into the classroom well I have social anxiety, and it's really hard for me to be around people, especially those that aren't, you know, the same faith as me, that don't have the same morals. So it's really hard for me to overhear them talking about stuff that I don't necessarily agree with. Although it's not that bad because we don't socialize in class that much, especially because of COVID and stuff. A lot of social distancing. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I can imagine that, you know, when you do get into, into the college classroom, um, yes, people do talk about a lot of, a lot of things that that are very, very strange. So, so I get it. You mentioned that, you know, as long as you have your sketchbook by your side, it makes you, it makes you feel a little bit better. That's true. Yeah. Well, I think it is super courageous how you've dealt with your social anxiety. I, a little, I've not told you this, but I'm going to tell you right now in front of everybody. What? Uh, I have admired your courage more than you'll ever know. Cause I knew that, I knew that it was a risk for you to, to, to take and you challenge you took that challenge on and you attacked it and look at you now this is your second year and you're growing as an artist in, in your field I think that's I think that's unbelievable yep I laughed I cried a lot but it's worth it because I hope to get my degree and I hope to get my word out there yeah so you um let's talk a little bit about high school for you oh yeah you want to talk a little bit about high school yeah. <laughs> I here now here's a question I have and let's see if you answer it the right way. Okay. <laughs> I always ask the the people that I interview, who was your favorite teacher in high school and why? My favorite teacher in high school? <laughs> well, that's easy because it's mom, right? <laughs> it, it's your it, your mom was your teacher? Well, yeah, she was my teacher. I was homeschooled. For my junior and senior high, I was fully homeschooled during my senior year. Um, I don't really, I don't know if I really have a favorite teacher in my co-op, but I know that my mom is favorite because she knows a lot of stuff. What would, so, of the classes that your mom taught, or what what was your favorite class that she taught you? Um, well, she was an assistant teacher for some classes, but I think, oh boy, I don't remember much. But I know she taught an English class, and I know she taught a life science class. I gotta say, life science has been pretty fun. We got to dissect stuff. That's what yeah. I remember when you were taking that class, and your mom would tell me all of the different experiments that you were doing. That's one of the benefits of of being homeschooled because you're able to to try a lot more things because you're not bound by time and things like that. But uh, it is it's neat that that you were able to have your mom. That that was pretty neat. Yep. To be honest. I don't mature very fast, so I need my mom for certain things like, Mom, don't go. I need you. 
that, uh, that kind of stuff. Well, that's all right. That's all right. Well, you know what? I, I You are just amazing. And I think your story is is really, it's a phenomenal story. Is there anything else you want to tell your audience that's listening a little bit about you or anything else you want to share before I ask you my my final questions, my final get to know you, Kayla questions? Well, I guess I should continue on the people that I, that have inspired me. Yeah, yeah. Who else has inspired you? Well, we've talked about Tom Bancroft and we talked about Phil Vischer and Mike Naraki. Um... There are two people I want to talk about. The other one is Tony Bancroft. That's Tom Bancroft's twin brother. Yeah. He's a pretty cool, cool guy. I met him at the Columbus Zoo. I think it's the Columbus Zoo. Wow. Or the Cleveland Zoo. I forget. But either way, no, wait, it was the Columbus Zoo. I remember because I was so psyched for that week. <laughs> anyway, I met him and he was he seemed really cool. And when I met him, I was like, hey... I met Tom at Lipscomb at a year ago, and he was like, what? No way. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So, you know, it was really cool meeting him. I got a picture with them. I asked him what um, program he uses for his pictures, and he, I, he told me. I can't remember because it was like two years. No, three? Two? I can't remember. Well, that's all right. Yours confuse me. <laughs> yeah, well, they all start to blend together. You're getting a little bit older, Kayla. They all start to blend together. Oh, yeah. And then the final person that has inspired me the most, he's the man, the legend, the all-around nice guy, Brian Hall. <laughs> I feel like we should clap hands, like clap right now. And you've got his hoodie on. Now, who is Brian Hall? Oh, man. He... <laughs> He's a really talented person who does voice impressions of cartoon characters, and they're completely spot on. Okay. So I started watching him because I needed someone to watch that's clean. Were you watching on YouTube? Yeah, I watch him on YouTube, okay. and he has these videos of him, and I just love the way he just cracks up at his own jokes and the things he does. But the greatest thing is that he has other hobbies, too. Like, he can sing. Okay. He can draw. He's a Christian, which I am so happy for, because we need people like that on YouTube that are <laughs> that love Disney and love cartoons, but is still a Christian at heart down below. I mean, that's why he wears the necklace. But okay. And is this is this a caricature of him on your hoodie? It is. I'll have to take a picture of that and post that. He uh, and I'll have to check some of his work out. He does voice impersonations. Now I know. Do you like to impersonate voices? Um, I've tried, and I don't want to do it right now, because it's probably going to sound really weird, but <laughs> I can impersonate, <laughs> I can impersonate that one woman from Despicable Me too really well, and I do that sometimes to make my dad laugh, because he <laughs> loves it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So, so let me ask you this, Kayla. I want you to imagine that it is now 2031, oh, 10 years gosh. down the road. Okay. What do you see yourself doing in 2031? What's your dream job? I want to be a character designer. I've gone throughout my whole life wondering what I was going to be. I started out being like, an artist! An artist! An artist? <laughs> that spot, I learned that an artist can mean very different things, like realistic painting, sculpting, drawing, which realistic stuff I'm not really good at. I try. And I'm pretty good at it, but some t I just don't enjoy it because it's it's realistic and reality is confusing sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So then after the artist, I, I wanted to be an animator. So I went through an animator, an animator, 
and I took a class through high school with former Disney animator Chad Stewart from the animation course. I think I said that already. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so I took that class, and he, he was amazing with the whole class. He taught us the basics of animation, and I've even enjoyed some stuff in 2D and 3D animation. Though I find 3D animation easier, but 2D animation just has that wonder and stuff. Wow. If you haven't seen my 2D animation of uh, dancing, it stars two of my favorite characters dancing to the Macarena, but one... <laughs> does a little bit of a twist. I have it on my YouTube channel if you want to check it out. Well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put your YouTube channel link in the show notes and I'll push that out so that people can check out some of your work. That's well, awesome. That'd be awesome. I also did a 2D animation for Brian Hall's birthday a couple years back. I did a 10 second animation from one of his voice memos with my character Bash. Okay. And... It took me three months to finish. Really? Ten seconds in three months. <laughs> you really are a big fan. <laughs> yeah, if I can, I I am. We just have so much in common. I would love to meet him again and be friends. Well, you know what? I'm going to tag him in the show notes as well, and we'll add him on uh, social media so that he can see how much he's inspired you. And I'm going to I'm going to add the rest of these. Uh, people of inspiration as well so that they know that by them sharing their giftings they're inspiring young artists like yourself to kind of continue in, in that field and to continue pursuing their dreams yep so brian hall if you're listening i hope we can be friends someday because i think you're an amazing person even though i probably can't say it out loud in front of you because i'd probably <laughs> you would be starstruck as well so, so you know what, um, as, as we wrap up here, Kayla, I want to ask you something here. Um, yeah. As a teacher, as a teacher, uh, and you actually, there are a lot of teachers that will be listening to this podcast. Is there any advice that you have to teachers on, on things that they should be aware of in the classroom in regards to their students and students' giftings or? Just keep aware of the different types of people you get in your class. Like, for example, if someone likes to doodle, just don't discourage their art talent. Make sure that you know that they're doodling, and if it's the way of, if it's their way of listening, then do that as well. Just keep in mind of those, of the things that students have, like anxiety. Like, if they have anxiety, you should understand how they feel and maybe let them take you know, short breaks, like if they need a break or if they want to talk to someone, they need someone to talk to. Hmm. And that teacher can be you. Oh, that's, that's such great advice. It's powerful advice. And I think that um, the message uh, that you're, you're talking about, that teachers need to realize, teachers, administrators, just people in general need to realize that everybody's different, right? Mm -hmm. And everybody is uniquely themselves. I always tell my students, you are uniquely you. There's no one like you anywhere in the world. There never has been and there never will be. And that's why you're here. And, and that's why you're doing what you're doing by sharing your gift and writing stories and, and tackling issues that are really tough in your stories. But stories help people heal mm -hmm. and they help people survive. And so I'm one really, really proud uncle right now. Thank you. So. <laughs> oh, and if you want to um, 
is it okay if I tell them about the TV series I plan to make when I would be honored if you would tell us about the TV series. Okay, here we go. <laughs> this might take a while. So. <laughs> can you wrap, can you do it in four minutes? Uh, let's see. Well, it starts off as a TV movie about this girl named Persephone who has anxiety, who tries to conquer her fear with God. Then it goes on to a TV series about them going through adventures and having God by their side, and there's very various story arcs and different characters. I plan to have it run 12 seasons because 12 is a significant number in the Bible. And between the series, there's like a TV movie, probably a video game, e-cards, short <laughs> films. Wow. Leading up to... This is for you listeners exclusively. Leading up to a final third movie, which will probably come out sometime in 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? This sounds like it could be its own like streaming station. Now, like we have we have the Disney Channel, you know, <laughs> so you, we're going to have the, the Kayla Ricker Channel and it's going to stream these and so many more of these incredible ideas that you have. So I, uh, I, I am proud of you. I'm so thankful that you have shared your, your gift and your passion with us. Um, and, and what I love so much about it is for our listeners who are our younger listeners like you, um, it, you, you need to dream mm-hmm. and you need to not let anybody stifle your dream and you need to think big, big things. You need to think big. I call them big, hairy, audacious dreams. <laughs> And I stole that from one of my most favorite authors and the guy, one of the guys that I look up to. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I stole that. You need to have a big, hairy, audacious dream, a had, And then you need to pursue it with everything that you have, no matter what obstacles in front of you. And that's what you've done. Yeah, you need to have big and hairy dreams, like Bigfoot. <laughs> like Bigfoot. <laughs> Kayla, what? thank you for joining us. No, well, you're, I mean, you're welcome. No problem. And you know what? <laughs> it's hard to say, like, you're welcome and no problem at the same time. And if I told you the number of times in the classroom where I took two words and put them together, and every <laughs> once in a while I'll say them, and then I'll look at my students and I'll say, uh, that's actually a real word. And they'll look at me like, hold on. But uh, the reason, uh, listeners, that I wanted to have Kayla on here is because Kayla shared her gift and drew this new picture for us for Between Two Blue Devils. And so when you see that artwork, that is my, that's my niece, Kayla, that's her artwork, and it is phenomenal. And I'm so excited to be able to use this episode to reveal the new look, the new and updated and the better look for Between Two Blood Owls. So there you go. There you go. (laughs) Anything else you want to ask me? Anything else my listeners want to hear about me? Well, I'll tell you what. We're going to get some feedback, and we'll bring you back for round two. Ooh, round two. Yeah. You get round... to answer user questions. <laughs> I'll be looking forward to it. All right. Kayla, thank you. And listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in, and I appreciate you lending your ear for 30 minutes. Please take this message and shoot it out there. There are people that need to hear Kayla's story. This is a wonderful story of perseverance, of resiliency, of conquering uh, uh, social anxiety and depression and, and autism and being able to get out there and share her gift with, with other people. And people need to hear that with courage, they can conquer their biggest fears. Thanks for listening. Bye. I hope you enjoyed our interview today. Be sure to subscribe on whatever podcasting platform you are listening on. 
And also feel free to follow me on Instagram at, at Mr. Horner the Teacher or on Twitter at THS Mr. Underscore Horner for podcast updates, blog updates, and more information about our guests. If you liked what you heard, I would appreciate if you give us a review and share the episode. Help me get the message out about how incredible our community is and how awesome our teachers are. If you haven't, make sure you go back and listen to past interviews. There are a lot of amazing people that we've had the privilege of interviewing. Until next time, go Blue Devils.